21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Hi, Mark. How are you, Mark? I am good. Thanks for having me on, Mark. Oh, absolutely. Thank, thanks for sharing, spreading your knowledge regarding very, very important topic. But we will come to the topic very soon. And I'm interested in the topic as well, as I'm 40 plus. So I need to start thinking about some things in my life. Never too soon. Absolutely. You were preparing the book for 32 years? So it's interesting, you know, I, I wrote my first, that's my fourth book I've written. So okay. I wrote the first one about 10 years ago and I promised myself I would never again write another book. I lied. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what happened as a result of COVID and the pandemic that we've all been facing since last March. A lot of people are now stuck at home. Mm-hmm. And it's a sort of a look into the future for those people who were considering retirement as to what retirement will be now that they no longer have a place to go to work and that they're now home with their spouse 24 seven. And it wasn't necessarily a pretty picture for many. So I decided it was a good time to address some of the non-financial issues that many people face because they're, you know, when you talk about retirement, you know, the biggest fear is, you know, will I run out of money? But so much of the conversation and so many of the other fears are, what do I do with it? How do I, you know, deal with everything? How do I fill my time? How do I live with my spouse? You know, what are we going to do? You know, my favorite story is I've got, a, I've got a, a couple that are clients of mine and they're both retiring this year. And I said to him, I said, uh, so what are you going to do? He says, I don't know. I, I, I'm really concerned. I can only play golf three times a week. You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And I turned to his wife, who's also retiring this year. And I said, well, so what's your concern? She says, I don't know what I'm going to do with him for the rest of my life. So, you know, it, it, it's a real issue. You know, we've always, you know, we had the opportunity to go somewhere else to go, you know, talk with other people, be a part of a community, be contributing, you know, be respected, you know, grow an organization. And then when that stops, what do you do? Right? So our, our, our mantra really is, you've worked hard for it. We want you to enjoy it. But what's it? How do you define it? What is retirement? And for everybody, it's different. I have one client that all he wants to do is go to Naples and sit on the beach for 24 hours. You know, I've got other clients who want to stay active. By the way, is he alone or? or, or? With his wife. Oh, and what was, his the, the, what was his wife's reaction? I didn't ask. I was afraid. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, you know, to be honest with you, I think, you know, they've been, they've been together for 40 years. So, you know, they all, you know, they know the story. She would not know mind. The, you know? So, you know, maybe she goes off and does her own thing. Maybe she sits with them for a little while and then says goodbye. You know, maybe, you know, it's okay if we spend a lot of lunch together, but to spend the rest of our life together, that's another, that's a whole different thing. Right. But that really is at the core of the conversations we have with our clients 
which is, you know, first you got to deal with the numbers. Make sure you don't outlive your money. And that's why we created the seven steps. But once you get that done, and once you've done the planning, then, the, then you really need to deal with what is life going to be? How am I going to get rewarded? How am I going to get fulfilled? Am I going to volunteer? Am I going to contribute? Am I going to work part time? Am I going to spend time with the grandkids? You know, am I going to travel when they let us travel again? You know, whatever it is, it's everything else. By the way, are those people 50 plus or 60 plus or there is no? Yeah, so, so great question. So, you know, when you ask the question in the big picture, when should you plan for retirement? You know, the flippant answer is as early as possible. But the real life answer is, hey, listen, we're busy along the way. We got obligations. We got things going on. And it's difficult to really focus in on retirement planning before you get into your 50s, right? So my clients are basically between the age of 55 and 75. They've got some money. You know, we, we, it's about, you know, making sure they have the income they need, pay the least amount of tax as possible so they can get on with the rest of their life. But a part of what I do is educating people in all the speaking engagements that I do and the relationships that I have in bringing other people in their 20s and 30s and 40s to better manage their cash flow so they can free up money to send their kids to college, to go improve the house, and to put some money away for retirement. So the answer to your question is, we pretty much deal with those who are in their 50s, 60s, and early 70s, um, but you really should be, as a part of overall planning, be starting earlier. What's their level of flexibility? Define flexibility for me. In terms of coaching or transformation, the flexibility equals uh, stability. So if they want to transform their way of thinking and doing things, yes. uh, how flexible they are if they are 50 plus, 60 plus, not to mention. Okay, so let's answer that at a couple of different levels. Um, first of all, you know, you have to have enough money, right? You know, for our clients, you know, our clients typically have probably no less than $500,000 of investable assets. You know, typically they have, you know, between that and let's call it two, three, $4 million of investable assets. So there's flexibility in the way we can plan in terms of, you know, asset allocation, income generation, reducing taxes. If you have $20,000 in the bank, there's not a lot I can do for you. There's no flexibility, okay? At another level, Flexibility. I'll talk about that in terms of behavior and working with people. If you're so entrenched and you have no flexibility in terms of looking at any other way of doing things other than your own, then you're probably not going to be good at delegating some of those tasks and working with a financial planner. Okay? Then the third level of flexibility would be how, how active and how flexible your life is going to be after or just before retirement and have a plan that can reflect the changes 
in how you're looking at life. So that's what I, I like that term flexibility. It, it addresses a number of different items. Now the past follows me in my dreams. It calls to me like a ghost with regrets. When they have uh, ego issues, when they have more or less money, I mean, if we if we you put flexibility in left hand and ego in the right in the right hand, so any constraints and any ego issues. Great question. So I've been in this business for 32 years. You can never judge the book uh-huh. by its cover. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I never assign or judge how people look at themselves based on how much money they have. So I've got I've got. Uh, a couple of clients who have upwards of 10 or 15 million dollars no ego i wish i could clone them they are such a joy to work with i've got clients who have you know 3 4 500,000 of investments and they're tough to work with sometimes mm-hmm. and it's not saying that one is or isn't it, it it you can't there's no direct correlation between how much you have or don't have and how you view yourself. Do you work with um, one individual or with spouse as well? It's both, okay? So actually, about a third of our clientele are single or suddenly single women. Uh-huh. Which is interesting because typically, you know, the male-dominated business that we're in doesn't always communicate with them well. But I've got a daughter and a granddaughter and they've taught me how to communicate to women better so we 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 deal with more of an education perspective than the usual industry jargon right when it comes to couples one of the big questions beyond you know i don't want to outlive my money if you start to probe in that initial interview session So if if I was your prospective client and you know you were talking to me one of my big issues is making sure my spouse is taken care of right when I'm gone she's going to be all set when she's gone the kids going to be all set so I look at it as three different stages of retirement planning first the two of you together go about and do our lives second one of the two of you is going to be left making sure he or she is taken care of and third the overall legacy planning charitable donations and etc how long the process last it's a lifelong process there's your <laughs> flipping answer right so um so, so when we, as i as as your clients we will work uh, on my issues forever. for forever forever beautiful forever. job you, you have i i i take to be honest with you i okay. gauge the success of my practice uh uh-huh. based on how long the relationships we have with our clients. Ah, okay. And I'm not and I don't look at this as a transactional business. This is a relation relationship business. And I love the fact that my clients have been with me 10, 15, 20, 25 years. So, the planning process, which has to start before you actually address the money, the planning process can take anywhere from 3 to 6 months initially to get it all up and running and you know make sure we answer ask all the right questions and put everything in place but beyond that there's the money management the tax stuff the income the estate planning the insurance and making sure that we ask enough of the right questions so that we can make the plan adjust 
to how your life is adjusting through retirement. So it really is a so lifelong it's, it's, relationship for like, us. Like or, organic growth, organic yeah, absolutely. transformation. Absolutely. absolutely. And then we ended up working with the kids, right? You know, as they are, get on in age, my clients, I now end up working with some of the kids because it becomes their family to us. They're, they're, not, they're not just clients. They're, they're really valued family members. My old memories are like gravestones. They mark a love that has died. When I pass by, they call me back. When our love was still alive. Are there any uh, focus points regarding your 30 plus years of experience? Awareness or acceptance or we spoke about flexibility. I, I get back to our mantra, which is so many people have worked so hard to get to that point of retirement. And most people have only, will only retire once, right? Um, it's not like, you know, a highly paid athlete that can retire and then go on to another career and then do something else. They may retire three, four or five times. The people I talk with, they were, they're retiring once and it has to be right. It's not that it's not, it's not irrevocable because you can change things along the way, which is a good thing. But I think that the common ground really is that they want to continue to have a rewarding, fulfilling life. And they, the money is just one aspect of it. That can provide the financial freedom that you're looking for. I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. That's financial independence. But the rest of it really is about how I see myself, how I want to give back to the community, how I want to be as a family member, as a, I'm a papa, you know, how, how am I going to be to my grandkid? You know, that's really, really what drives me. Now, other people... I have some clients who just want to continue to be in the business world and consult and create and grow other businesses. Cool. Let's help them do that. I've got some clients who want to travel a lot. Great. I've got my best friend, you know, who has no grandkids and no family. He just wants to show his cars, but that's what's fulfilling for him. So the real key to our successful relationships with our clients is to understand what makes them tick and to try to align our planning with what they're looking for in the future. What's the model? I mean, you have a process and some kind of cash flow or? or... So, so what we'll do is first and foremost, because I think our industry has done a pretty lousy job with educating people, okay? It's all about money management, but it's not. You know, money management is important during your working years to create a retirement nest egg. But once you get that nest egg, then you have to do the planning. And the seven steps that we talk about in the book, um, first and foremost, you have to understand what cash flow needs you have because cash is king in retirement. If I don't have enough cash, even if I'm worth $100 million, dollars, if I don't have any cash flow, I can't do anything. If it's all in real estate or whatever it is. So it's all about cash flow. Define what you need, define what's coming in, and then define how much you need from the portfolio. Because one of the big questions you ask is how much risk do I need to take with my money? That, that, that process answers the question, okay? Um, so now I don't want to take more risk than I need to. So once I put in place the portfolio and generate the income that I need from the portfolio, reduce the tax impact, set up the protection and preservation and the legacy, the rest of it 
pretty much goes on autopilot. We manage it and you go on with the rest of your life. We talk to you twice a year formally, unless things come up. We're constantly in front of you in terms of asking questions that may be on your mind that we'll answer before you ask the question, right? Uh, particularly last year with the markets and COVID and the pandemic and the markets were going crazy and the world was, was imploding. We, we needed to get in front of our clients with some of those issues. And those issues were as much about the unsettled markets as they were about how it was unsettling our life. And we address both of those issues. In my dreams, I see good times, and all the things we've done before. You mentioned asking questions. Uh, what's, what's the feedback loop between you and your clients? Yeah, so we, we on a, a pretty regular basis um, proactively send out emails or have phone calls, you know, particularly the uh, first six months of last year. Oh, my goodness. You know, we needed to increase the frequency of our communication so our clients felt safe. Um, I've been in this for 32 years. I've seen so many meltdowns and melt ups. So I've had the benefit of knowing, hey, listen, you know, we're probably going to get through this. You're not, we're not getting, going into a depression. So let's all get through this together. Um, once the market started to recover and people were feeling better then, then we shifted our focus a little bit to just making sure everybody was still on course and managing their expectations. Is it one-on-one -on -one or are, are there any tribe elements? Uh, paid membership site, events. Okay, now we have COVID, but... Yeah, I, I wish there were events, yeah, right? Sure. Um, other than Zoom. Um, so historically, what we've done is we um, start with our client. He and usually, usually a couple or just her. Um, where we can have family meetings. We have that because talking about money has been a taboo conversation for many, many years, decades. Um, typically, if, if the youngster is asking the oldster about money, the oldster thinks you're just waiting for me to kick, kick the bucket because you want all my money. That, that's not what they're asking. They want to make sure that everything's all set and that you're all set. So, we have conversations with family members and family meetings so everybody knows that we're on the same page. You know, if the, our client doesn't want us to divulge what their worth is, or what their net worth is, that's not the purpose of the meeting, just to make sure everybody's together and on, on the same page. Up until last year, we did have events and client events and, 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 and business events, and they were all fun, you know. Um, we'll get back to those again and we'll figure those out again. But I think it's it's really important. My moniker for years has been enjoy the journey. And I try to pass that along to my clients. So that's what we try to do is just have everybody enjoy, make them informed, make them feel settled and safe, and to move on. In my mind, in my mind, I see my life. I see my life. Is it much the, the, the whole experience changed you as a person? Great question. Um, I, I think, you know, I think the greatest lessons I have learned have been the conversations I've had with my clients, right? 
Um, I have an entire encyclopedia, volumes and volumes and volumes of stories that my clients have shared with me that I've learned from landmines that I will avoid because they stepped on them. Um, that, that has informed me and in how I lead my life. Um, and I've now I'm to the point after 32 years in the business of being financially secure, doing this because I want to do it, doing it because I want to continue to have conversations with my clients because I love those conversations. Um, those conversations with them to understand how they've worked, what their perspectives were. I'll tell you the best story I have, to be honest with you. Um, when I first started in the business, I had numbers of clients who worked for major organizations who were putting small pieces of money away into their 401k for years. You know, and at the time, they were working 30 years, 35 years at the organization, retiring with their 401k. And they were never rich. But when they ended up retiring, they had enough money in their 401k to have enough income so they were all set. So for me, the big lesson was, number one, it's all about what you need. It's not about a lot of money, one. And two, it wasn't about some big windfall or some magic bullet. They just disciplined themselves to save $10 a week or $50 a month or whatever it is over a long period of time. And that's been the greatest lesson that I continue to share with other clients, clients' kids, my kid, my grandkid. I, I, it's the greatest lesson we can have. My fists are pounding on my chest It's now a brand new day But I'm so ready And now I know where I belong For all entrepreneurs listen to us all over the world um, Let's talk a little bit about your business model So with regards to our business model So I'm a sole proprietor, alright? I'm sort of like a dinosaur in my business because so many of, having done this for so long, I know what I do and I know what I do it well. We've organized it and structured it well. Our margins are extraordinary. 99% um, of our revenue is recurring. So wow. I know on January 1, pretty much, you know, what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year. I have a, uh, um, uh, an assistant of mine who's been with me for 22 years in the office. Um, and I have two or three virtual members in terms of my virtual marketing team um, that help me. Um, we have a boutique firm. I have a hundred clients only. I'm not interested like some of my peers of having hundreds or thousands of clients. We really want to add extraordinary value to the people that we're with. I want to know who they are, what makes them tick, what keeps them up at night. Um, so I get to um, really stay on top of the core issues for the business, which is to help our clients enjoy and truly enjoy their their the journey into retirement, um, delegate those things that I don't like to do to my 22-year assistant who does, it, who does it magnificently. As far as she's concerned, they're her clients, not my clients, okay? She doesn't have a piece of the business, but she manages them like they're her, it's, a, it's her own business. It's extraordinary. She returns calls on the weekends. She returns uh, emails on, the, on weeknights. I mean, she's unbelievable. Without her, I'd be lost. So 
just want to work with those people that I truly enjoy working with and that I can truly impart significant value to. Any J JVs, peer-to-peer? -peer? You know, <clears throat> it's a great question. Uh, numbers of years ago, I'd say going back about eight or 10 years ago, I tried a couple of times to uh -huh. bring in somebody internally. But it's pretty uh, tough, yeah? It, it's really tough. Yeah. Um, and from my peers, I know that. But I really wanted to build an internal succession plan. Um, it didn't work out for me. And by the time it didn't work out, it was, for me, too late to try to do it over again. So I have somebody on the outside who's about 20 minutes away from me that we've developed a, an outside a succession plan in the event that one, I retire, or two, something happens to me. So I've got the succession plan in place. I would have preferred to have it internally. It just didn't work out. One of my um, best stories that I have was with a client of mine who was with me for many years. And she called to ask me, and this is really the essence of planning and the benefit of planning. Because the, the ultimate question is, if I spend the money today, will it be there tomorrow? I don't want to run out of money. So she calls me and she says, Mark, I'm thinking of doing the kitchen cabinets. What should I do? And if you know me, I don't do kitchen cabinets, okay? But what she was asking was, if I spend the $8,000 or the $12,000 on the kitchen cabinets, number one, can I afford to do it today? Will it impact me tomorrow? And if the answer to that is yes, then where do I get the money from in as tax efficient manner as possible, okay? That to me is the essence and the benefit of planning to be able to answer that question. And what I've done as a result of writing the book last year, we created a quiz. And I, I like to compel people to action, okay? Just don't go and buy the book. It doesn't, it's a good book, lots of content, but I wanna compel you to do something. And as a result of that, what I want you to do is take the quiz. It's a three minute quiz, 15 questions, very simple. But at the end of the quiz, we will score for you exactly which of the three stages of retirement preparedness you are in and you will have a sense of what you need to do. And after you fill out the quiz, because I believe in adding value, we'll give you the first chapter of my book and two worksheets to help you to better get a, get a better sense of clarity on what you need to do and where you are. And the place to go to get the quiz is retirenowquiz.com. That's retirenowquiz.com. We just created the landing page. It's a part of our website. It's very easy, very simple. Uh, there's a one minute video just instructing you as to what to do. Um, but then it's all up to you and then we'll get you the information, we'll get you the bonuses, and then you'll have a little bit more control and clarity on what it is you need to do. Connected to the universe. Mark, what can I say? I like your style. I like your energy. Thank you very much. I'm not afraid to cry. I found my inner grace. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Mark. Thanks. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik.